So let's get this party started. So the GMAP uh, One Broadcasting Network, I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthire. Thank you so much for tuning in to Suffering in Silence, the journey to overcoming pulpit depression uh, with my brother from another mother all the way from Chi-Town, uh, the one and only Brother Kevin. Uh, so grateful to have you, man, and thank God for what you're doing uh, in the kingdom. Uh, as it relates to uh, this kingdom work, we thank God for you. Uh, to those in the listening audience, special guest tonight is my brother, my friend, uh, the senior pastor of the Antioch Baptist Church in Fort White, Florida. Uh, he is here live and in person. Uh, he was with us some time ago, and he was such a joy that we have him back on tonight. Uh, the one and only uh, Dr. Donnell Sanders. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Man, I'm blessed, Doc. I don't have the weather that you have in Florida, but we're blessed, man. We, we're we getting ready for some more snow up here in the Pennsylvania area. Oh, man. I just left from there, man. I yeah, I understand you was in Jersey, man. How was it? And I'm just going to say this. I'm glad to be home, man. <laughs> <laughs> no place like home. No place like home, my brother. Yeah, man. It's, that weather was was uh, a little bit too much for me. Wow. Well, Doc, we're glad that you had a safe journey back to Florida. Uh, pray that the Antioch Baptist Church family is doing well. Uh, Kevin, are you on with us? I am here. I am here, but I will have to step away for a few moments, so it's all on you. Well, Doc, I just want you to say hello to the listening audience, man. I, uh, I know your voice is known all around the world, man. We just want you to say hello before you step away. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Waltower. I appreciate the opportunity, man. I appreciate you both being here on tonight for Suffering in Silence. I am Pastor Kevin T. Strader, the CEO, founder, and president of the GMAP Broadcast Network located at gmap1.com. We are the number one faith-based motivational and inspirational broadcast network in the country. We are blessed. We are pleased. We are grateful and we are giving all the glory to God. God bless you all, and back over to you, Dr. Waltower. Doc, appreciate you, man. Man, you teach me how to sound like that on the radio. You got that radio voice, man. We're going to have to sign up for some classes, Doc. Listen, we're going to get started tonight. We're talking about suffering and silence, the journey, overcoming pulpit depression, and, uh, and the stress, the struggle, and the strain uh, that is in the body of Christ as it relates to the crisis of depression. Uh, depression is becoming a mainstay topic uh, in the body of Christ. Uh, it is a crisis in the pulpit. It is a crisis in the pew. And it is a crisis that has to be dealt with. My good friend and brother, uh, Pastor Donnell Sanders, is no stranger to this topic. And we're going to dive right into um, some of the conversation uh, that we're going to have on tonight regarding uh, suffering in silence. Pastor, uh, tell me, what is your experience, Doc, uh, with, with depression, man? First of all, how long have you been preaching and serving in your pastoral ministry? I've been preaching uh, since 1990. Uh, that's 29 years, coming June. Uh, I've been pastoring over 22 years. Uh, and uh, in my current pastorate, uh, coming up, getting ready to celebrate nine years this month. Wow. Praise God, man. Congratulations. Yes, yes. And that's nine years with the Antioch Baptist Church. Nine years with Antioch Missionary Baptist Church. Of Great. Yes. 
Yeah. Doc, it's a great ministry. I've been there, man. Great congregation, great uh, uh, ministry. God is doing some great things there under your leadership, man, and we're so grateful uh, of what God is doing in your life and in your in your ministry. Uh, but as it relates to depression, man, you, you, you serve a thriving church. Uh, you've been preaching this gospel for some 29 years, pastoring um, uh, God's people. Uh, God has given you some great uh, assignments. I know the church that you are at now is one of the leading churches in the uh, in the area, one of the uh, leading Baptist churches in that area, man, and you have a thriving ministry. Uh, but, but, but how did you... Uh, uh, come in uh, um, uh, to experience depression? Well, uh, I would say uh, as as I had the, the great fortune to, as I, I mentioned before, to go through drug addiction and recovery. Uh, and so I got, I picked up a lot of tools during, uh, during those years of early recovery as to how, to deal with life on life's terms. And I noticed uh, somewhere about seven years into my last pastorate, I went through a divorce, went through a turbulent time in my first marriage, and which ended in a result of divorce and me being uh, becoming a single father. And uh, during that period, uh, those periods uh, were some of the lowest times in my emotional times in my ministry uh, since I've been saved. And uh, it took me through a whirlwind of, of, uh, of turbulence in my, in my, within myself to where I felt like giving up. Uh, uh, it was up and down, but somehow through utilizing the tools that I learned in early recovery, I was able to get through it. Wow. Now, now being um, in the ministry uh, and going through a divorce, divorce. How how did the church respond to that? Well, uh, Doctor Walsh, I, I was blessed, um, uh, as I said, with a wonderful group of people who uh, who really kind of uh, stayed with me and believed in me. And, um, you know, just uh, continue to, to, to pray for me, and uh, I was able to get through that. Uh, they, were, they were wonderful, a wonderful group of people uh, who really, really kept an eye on me and continued to, to uh, support me as I was going through those times. I was up front. I was honest uh, as possible with them. Uh, and uh, in private, and, and, you know, I had one level of honesty in private and another level in, in open, but for the most part, uh, it, was, uh, it was a real juggling act, you know, that I had to go through uh, during that time. Doc, you said something powerful just then. You said, uh, number one, two, two things. You said you had a congregation that continued to believe in you, uh, a wounded yeah. pastor. Um, a wounded preacher, a wounded prophet, a wounded pulpiteer, um, and and you had a group of people that that, uh, in spite of your divorce, in spite of your deficiencies, in spite of what you were going through in your own personal life, uh, they continued to believe in you. How did that help you? 
get through the process of depression, knowing you had a congregation of people that didn't lose faith in you, even though you was going through a, a personal crisis? Man, it, 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 it really encouraged me. Uh, it kept me kind of balanced and uh, evened out, you know, when emotionally speaking. And wow. um, knowing, knowing that I had, I had a church that I didn't have to worry about them interjecting any, any of their ideals or anything of that nature. They let me deal with it. They understood that, and I asked them for uh, uh, to 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 please respect my privacy, to uh, respect my children, and um, uh, as I as I got through that situation, and they did that. They really did that. Wow. And, uh, and for which I'm very grateful. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that. As I said, I was very honest. I had a chairman that I was able to 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 kind of really talk to about what was going on in some early stages. And as I walked through it, through the situation, um, he was there by my side, you know. And so uh, 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 as things became more public, he was there, and the congregation was looking at him and seeing him as as a barometer as to how we should judge or gauge this situation. And wow, he stood still. That chairman stood still, and um, and stood by my side. And so the congregation did did as he did. So 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 God gave you an armor bearer, and so many yes. words, and your chairman. That's- um, right there is a good identification of of what that deacon was. Yes, yes, and, and it just goes to show, Doc, in, in the in the body of Christ, particularly in the Baptist faith, or when we have that that relationship between the the pastors and the diaconate. Uh, there's nothing like a pastor having a diaconate ministry that is standing with him, um, particularly. During personal times of of, of of struggle, stress, and strife, uh, dot, uh, the diaconate uh, can either make you or break you. And when God has given you a great diaconate, man, it is a blessing. I've been I've been favored, and I can attest to this. Um, my last assignment, uh, um, and you know, you you always have your struggles and what have you. Uh, but my yeah. last assignment, God gave me some good deacons, man, some some good diaconate. Um, we didn't always see eye to eye, but Doc, they 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 made sure that um, that uh, whatever they can do uh, to make yeah. it easier for me, uh, they yeah. did what they were able to do. And the same thing here at Shiloh, man. I got a God has given me some great deacons, uh, and 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 they are uh, are on hand, man, to help bear the load. And I thank God for that. And, I, and it's a it's a blessing, Doc. Yes, uh, because, like you said, that 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 deacon chair can definitely set the barometer of, of 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 how that congregation is going to either coalesce around you or come against right. you. And you know, you know something else, Doc, and that I think uh, that I learned from my pastor is the importance of building good relationships uh, uh, with your deacons ministry uh the pastor should should really really go out of his way 
to build a good relationship, even if it's not all the deacons, uh, to at least uh, for the ones that are willing to have a good relationship with the pastor. Uh, I think I think a pastor should take advantage of that. You know, yeah. Amen. I tell a lot of the young pastors, hey, you know, you really need to build a strong relationship with your deacon board. You know, let them know that you're human. Spend time with them. You know, develop that fellowship with them. Have an open door policy with them and meet with them on a regular. You know, don't run from the deacon board. Don't put up no no uh no 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 blockage between you and the deacon board. You know. That's that the deacon ministry. That's that's been a great success of mine in the two assignments that I've had since I've been in ministry. But and, and even as you were saying that, Doc, the the, the 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 application of life lesson in that is that even though you may have those type of relationships with your diaconate, um, strong, powerful, transparent relationships, that does yeah. not uh, uh, eliminate uh, the the depression aspect of ministry. It oh, what it does it it helps us get through it. Um, yeah in the process of the relationships, but it does not mean that we're not going to have those low moments in our lives and in our ministry. Uh, something else you said earlier, you said that uh, you had a level of, of transparency or honesty uh, publicly, and you had another level uh, privately. Uh, you want to, you want to expound on that? I thought that was a very interesting observation. Yes. Um, you know, everybody don't, everybody don't, don't, really need to know details, you know, um, especially when you have children involved, you know, you have, you know, you have family involved, you know, you, you and you want to be, you want to be a Christian in the midst of all of this. And so a lot of times people make information public uh, to people who are, are not able to handle that information. Some people don't know how to handle your personal information, and so you can't give them everything. So from the pulpit, we, we have to have a level of wisdom uh, as mm-hmm. to what information to give the congregation and what information not to give them. You know, and, and it's sort of like what I was saying is that I had a level of honesty with my chairman because I had that kind of relationship with him, you know, and, uh, uh, and, and, and I was able to share with him some details that I couldn't share with the congregation. Wow. So it's, wow. Sort, of, it's sort of like, um, you know, you look, you know, we talk a lot about how great of a pastor Moses was, you know, we, we always talk about how great of a man he was. Yes, he was. But Moses had some problems, man. And if you really look at the bottom line, he could not go into the promised land. You know, uh, and wow. his problem was anger. He had an anger issue. You know, and 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 for some reason, you know, and it didn't start like when he got when God said you're not going in the promised land. It started way back when he got angry and killed that Egyptian. You know, uh, he, <laughs> wow. looked both, he looked both ways. He looked both ways and, and made sure nobody was looking, and he killed that Egyptian. 
And then he came, then the other time he was angry coming off the mountain and the children of Israel were partying when they should have been praying. Uh, and he got angry and threw the, tab- the, the tablets on the ground and broke them, you know. Now, you mean to tell me out of two million people you, that you were pastoring, you didn't assign nobody to tell you when you're wrong. You shouldn't do that, Moses. Wow. Somebody should have been at that foot of that mountain that says, Moses, look, I know you're angry. I know your feelings are hurt. But you can't do that. We, we as leaders, as great as we are, we need to be accountable to somebody that can, that can actually tell us you don't need to do that because we all are human. And we, wow. we need accountability partners. You know, uh, the third time Moses got angry, you know, God told him to touch the rock. And he smite the rock twice smote the rock twice, you know, and therefore God said, you can't go in the promised land, you know, so he allowed his defect to interrupt his destiny. Wow, wow. For those of you who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, and I'm here talking with my good friend, brother, uh, Dr. Donnell Saunders, senior pastor of the of the uh, Antioch Baptist Church in Fort White, Florida. Uh, this conversation, uh, this this broadcast is uh, birthed out of a book that we wrote under the same title, Suffering in Silence, The Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression. And we will give you uh, insight on how to get a copy of the book if you so desire. Uh, and much like you, my friend, um, I, I too went through a divorce in my in my life, and my prior assignment was much like yours. Um, oh, as a wow. matter of fact, yeah, Doc, it, 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 it's much like yours. I remember candidly when I when I saw that uh, the marriage was over, and uh, yeah. at a church at a church meeting, uh, I was prepared to give my resignation to the to the congregation, and I'll never forget this sister. Her name was Sister Roseanne Miller. She got up in the middle of of my uh, preparing to give this letter and said, Pastor, we're not going to accept it. Wow. Um, that was transformative for me because so many times when pastors are broken, many times churches uh, vote them out, dismiss them from their yeah. service, um, yeah. um, you know, and really devalue and dehumanize them uh, to the extent that, even if they go into another assignment, they go into the new assignment with old brokenness. Yeah. And so as I, as I listen to your story about your, your divorce, uh, Doc, I, I can understand, I can relate. Uh, uh, my first assignment, the congregation was much like um, um, yours in, in that uh, experience. They, they really um, – coalesced and came to my to my aid, gave me time away to to be refreshed and revived, um, and were very attentive. Um, but even with that doc, that did not stop me from having that bout with depression, which is the background of, of this of this book. And 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 what and what pastors and, and preachers and, and prognosticators of the text have to understand is that the pulpit is a place that when you're standing there, and I know you can attest to this, you have a bullseye on you for every type of attack, including depression. 
we have pastors across this country, Doc, and I know you've read the stories of major churches, um, thriving congregations, and, and they took their lives uh, because of the weight of the discouragement of depression. Um, I, I want you to talk a little bit about how did you come to realize that you were depressed? Uh, you gave us your experience about depression, um, you know, the, the, the rehab, uh, your your life. And I want to thank you for your, your transparency. The last time we talked, you talked about your life on uh, in, in New Jersey and, and how yeah. God brought you from addiction and, and, uh, and, and, and just, is very transparent, and we thank you for uh, counting us worthy to share that on this broadcast. But but when did you realize that you were depressed? Uh, I realized I was depressed when I not not when I was in church, uh, but when I got home around about ten o'clock at night. I was in the bed by myself, you know, and. You know, nobody was there. You know, wasn't no congregation there. Nobody there to tell me you all right. Nobody there to to affirm to me uh, that that you know we're with you and this and that. It was the reality of the situation was that I'm here by myself. You know, and of of all the 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 work that I have done, the things that God has allowed me to experience in life and the highs and lows of life. Here I was a 47, 40, 44-year-old man laying in the bed all by myself. And that's when I realized I was depressed. Wow. I couldn't get out of it. There wasn't nothing I could do because, you know, you, you're saved. You can't, you can't uh, go in get nobody else or anything of that nature, you know. And you and 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 I asked myself, what did I do wrong or what did I, you know, you know, you start grieving, the grieving process, you know. Yeah. Of, you know, being alone. You know, that this is this is my reality that nobody here nobody's here with me. And nobody wants to hear me crying. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Um, uh, for, for the pastor, they'll, they, they, you know, they, they they feel very comfortable in coming, sharing uh, their their troubles, but many times uh, they don't have a, a listening ear, and just that people in the congregation don't care, um, or they're insensitive. I, I can I can definitely attest, and I thank God for this conversation, Doc. You, you're blessing me. Um, the the beauty of of, and I I think you probably can attest to this. The beauty of 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 my experience with depression, and I want to say, like I said in the book, uh, I, I wasn't depressed because of my assignment. I was depressed wow. while at my assignment. Uh, it wasn't the congregation that caused my depression. I, I just happened to have a bout with depression while I was pastoring that congregation. And and, and so uh, God gave me a very good church. It was a thriving church, uh, good people. Um, and, and, and even where I am now, uh, some good people, man. But when I look at where I am now and I, and I look at where uh, God brought me from, Doc, the beauty of this is that in both places, and I'm quite sure you got the same thing in Antioch, God had uh, stationed people in that ministry that was assigned to you. Right. That that right. you didn't have to tell them you were hurting. 
you, they knew. You, you, you didn't have to disclose it. They knew. They, 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 they observed you. They knew your body language. They, they, they knew your, your mannerisms. They, they knew the tone of your voice. And, Doc, that's the, that's the, that's the favor of God, that even though yeah. we can be in a dark and dry place in our ministry, that God has already prepositioned people in that congregation that's assigned not to the church, but to you. To me, yeah. Yeah, there, there are people right now who, uh, if I'm going through something, um, they will call me and say, Pastor, are you okay? Um, I don't know what it is, but something woke me up or something had me up, had you on my mind, and I'm just praying for you, you know. Wow. Uh, and and sure enough, I, you know, whether I say something or not, I know that 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 I needed that person on the wall for me. Wow. Now 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 how does that because as a pastor and and many times because we've been wounded and I talked about this to to our congregation here, sometimes as pastors, you know, we're loving, we're lovable, but we're not easy to get close to. You know, we 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 have barriers um because we've been wounded. Um and this you love the people, but many times we're guarded within our own selves. How 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 does that how does knowing that you have people in your congregation, and I know you're married and you got a family, and I know your wife knows, I know I know your children, your, your sons, uh, your daughter, I know they're they're sensitive too. Uh, but how does that impact your ministry, knowing that God has put people in that congregation uh, as a pastor who who know you well enough to know that you're not going through this by yourself. Well, uh, it, it really impacts me in a real powerful way. Um, it lets me know that I'm not by myself, you know, and that God has, as you said, people who are stationed there for me, you know. And some people are there for what they can get from me, you know, my, such as my gift. You know, which is great, but there yes. are some people that are there strictly for me. You know, and that's their reward, that's their peace, that's their joy in knowing that God has assigned them to me, and they're and they're fulfilling that duty. Wow! Wow! That's, that's, that's it's nothing. I don't think there's nothing more awesome as a pastor that you can, that you, when you know that those people, that God has put people there, more or less angels there for you, you know, that, and, and, and it's up to us to really, really take advantage of that and utilize it and finding comfort and peace and knowing that, you know, I, I, it's not that I deserve it or I'm so great or whatever. It's just that that's what God has done. And he saw that I needed that, and therefore I need to utilize that. And, and, and the joy of this, Doc, is that they were there before you got there. They, they were already in place. You know, they were already in place waiting on your arrival. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and you know, as mm-hmm. I said, you know, some people are there, you know, there are people who will tell you, I'm with you, Pastor, I'm with you. You know, 
But in all actuality, when storms arise, uh, they're not there. You know, but then there are people there that, you know, since I've been at Antioch nine years, man, they have been a constant, a constant voice, you know, uh, uh, a steady beat in my life, you know, uh, in my ministry there in Antioch. To those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, talking to my good friend and brother, uh, Dr. Donnell Sanders, senior pastor of the Antioch Baptist Church in Fort White, Florida. And we're having a very candid conversation about depression. We're both pulpiteers. Both of us are pastors. And both of us have dealt with depression. Uh, and, 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 the, and the beauty of this is that even as I say in my book, Doc, um, I, am, I am healed from depression, but I'm not made whole from depression. And and I've come to realize in my ministry that there's a distinct difference between healing and being made whole. Um, when you look uh-huh. at the ministry of Jesus, very seldom, if any time, I think it's only one time in recorded scripture where Jesus says, I will come and heal him. And that was upon a request from a parent. But most times Jesus would ask the question, do you want to be made whole? And whole. as I began to look at that, I begin to understand that anything that you are healed from can come back and attack you again. But anything that you are made whole from, it can never attack you again. You are made complete whole. It has no power over you. Wow. And so as a pastor, wow. I realize that I am, not, I am not made whole from the present. I'm healed. Uh-huh. I'm still, I still go through the struggle, and I have to fight that every day of my life to not go back to where I was in depression. Because yeah. it is a struggle, it it is a struggle. Uh, it it can be it can be family issues, it can be ministry issues, it can be community issues, it can be personal issues. There, there are triggers um, that I now understand that um, that can trigger uh, if I'm not careful. Me going back into that slippery slope of, of depression. Um, now let me ask you, Doc, and 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 I know we've talked about this, uh, and I believe we talked about it last time. Um, I can be very transparent on this. There were times in my life that, uh, when I was going through this season of, the, of depression that I really wanted to commit suicide. I, I really wanted I wanted out. And it's not so much that I didn't want to live, Doc. I just didn't want to pain. I didn't want the pain. It, yeah. I, you know, it was the pain yeah. of what I was going through that I was trying to, 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 uh, to get away from. And 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 I thank God for His grace and mercy. Many times when we talk about depression, uh, what we don't really discuss is is the attack of suicide. Um, that once depression sets in, suicide becomes another reality that you have to fight against. Is that something that yeah. you had to deal with in, in your in your in your oh, experience? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yes, yes, Dr. Walthall. One of the things that I'm eternally grateful for is, is as I've said, is my drug addiction. Um, and I see um, my drug addiction as David saw the bear and the lion as he faced his giant. Um, uh, there are, you know, I had my bear and my lion back when I was dealing with drug addiction and recovery. And when I more or less was, was delivered from drug addiction, 
and began to recover, I began <coughs> to see that that my current giants that I face now, I can always refer back to a time in my life where God brought me through that, and he can bring me through this. And so uh, I'm armed with that information in my spirit. And so when we talk about, you know, suicide, wanting to end my life or wanting to, you know, just disappear, you know, sort of like what David said, if I could take the wings of a dove and fly away, you know, uh, away from it, you know, um, it's, 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 it's real. You just, you know, one of the things I learned is think your way through stuff, you know, don't just, you know, okay, if you want to commit suicide, think your way through it. What's hmm. going to happen if I commit suicide? And I have to ask myself these questions. You know, number one, I'm I'm going to die. And if I'm dead, I have children who I'm leaving behind. You know, I have a wife that I'm leaving behind. I have a whole reputation that I'm leaving behind. You know, and so... You know, by the time I come, I think things through, usually I'm good. Wow. Wow. Powerful, powerful, powerful words to live by. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, what, what, you know, what you have, you know, your personal awareness, um, um, personal awareness of like, what, what's really, where am I really at? You know, and to understand uh, things, slogans like this too shall pass. You know, um, it's not going to always be like this. You know, um, and so I have to have a meeting with my mind and and be able to, you know, as I said, think things through. And then I have a team of people in my life who I talk, who, who I, as I said, I go there with. You know, I talk straight up with, you know, about what I'm dealing with and, and the person, the, the people who I deal with, they know me very good. You know, my, and I call them my accountability partner. You know? Yeah, so you, you, you're you not pastor. You're not you're not reverend doctor. You, you, you're just no, Donnell. No, sir. Yeah, no, titles don't have anything to do with them. No, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah you, you're Donnell. Yeah, and and you know what I did was I I, I as I preached that message, uh, don't let your defects interrupt your destiny. I used Moses as an example. You know Moses' problem was that he didn't have no accountability partner, and so you know he went on on his own because he was a great leader. I don't want to be this great leader that wasn't held accountable, that was so had so much pride that I didn't I couldn't talk to nobody or nobody could talk to me. No, wow. that's not what it's about. You know, I need I need my chairman of my deacon board is my is one of my accountability partners. I'm his accountability partner. And when we talk, man, we talk real. You know. And uh, and real is the foundation for being relational. Uh and so that build, building those relationships, man, you, you you're so you're so on point, man. You're blessing me tonight. I want to thank you again, Doc. And uh um, you mentioned David earlier, and, and David, um, in his own personal life, when you look at Psalm 23, and for those who yeah. might be listening to the sound of our voice, there's always a word um, of God from God 
to us. No matter what we're going through, there's a word from God in the word of God. Uh, and it's just a matter of us picking up the Bible and, and, and hearing what God has to say. In, in Psalm yeah. 23, and that's a, that's a psalm that we all know, um, mm-hmm. uh, that, that 23rd psalm, um, in verse 4, he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And, and we're going we're gonna to talk, because you've been talking about, you know, going through the dry places, going through the valleys of, of, of addiction and depression and, and suicide. And, and it's interesting, Doc, because before you get to verse number four, in verses one, two, and three, uh, David talks about his dependence, his deliverance, and his destiny. And I smile because you talked about don't let your defects interfere with your destiny. But in verse number one, David talks about his dependence. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And so if you're going to deal with depression, you've got to, we've got to understand in this, and, and I know we can talk about this. I learned how to depend on God. Oh, yeah. Uh, through that depression uh, season in my life. I, I learned how to depend on God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, yeah, Doc. I can really relate to that. Yeah. Because, as I said to you, when I was laying in that bed all by myself, going through a divorce, um, I had nobody. You know, and so the God that I had been preaching about, God mm. that I had been teaching about, the God that I had been telling other people about, it was now time for me to bathe in his presence, me to see him for who he was in my life. And you got a good friend of ours. I'm sorry, go ahead, Doc. Yeah. Uh, a, a good a good friend of ours uh, in Pensacola, Dr. Michael Johnson, uh, oftentimes yeah. talks about taking time out for time in. Uh, talks about taking time out of our lives to spend time in God's presence. And I think a lot of times when we go into our depression seasons, rather than being drawn to God, we allow depression yeah. to drive us from God. Yeah, exactly. You you said it on the point right there. You said it yeah, on the point right there. And and if uh, you're not and if you're not accustomed to spending time with God, you know, it's gonna be a little difficult to really have an interpersonal uh, experience with God all of a sudden. Mm. You know It's something that you have to work on. Yeah, it's something that, that as as you said, you know, you got to spend time, work on spending time with God, you know, on a daily basis. Pick out, you know, it's just like any other relationship, you know. Only this relationship is, is more important than any other relationship we'll ever have, you know. Uh, before you can, you know, you, you know, when a guy meets a girl, you know, or when I met my wife, you know, the thing was I wanted to spend time with her so that I could get to know her and become accustomed to her and things that she liked, you know, and things that she didn't like. You know, that's exactly you same know? thing with God. Same thing with Christ. When are we gonna have the passion and the and the real time, you know, intentional time with God? You know. Like, I, I have a habit. I get up early every morning before everybody gets up, and I spend my time with God. I write God a letter. Wow. 
I typed him a, a love letter. Let him know how much I love him and how much I appreciate him. You know, and whatever I'm dealing with, whatever I'm going through, you know, whatever I anticipate that I'm dealing with, you know, I, I put it before the Lord. You know. Wow. So yes, that's important. That personal time with God is important on a regular basis. So that when trouble comes, it's like no new thing. You know. Okay, now I gotta get with God. No, I've been with God. Been with God. Wow. For those who are listening, we're this is suffering in silence, a journey to overcoming pulpit depression, and not just pulpit depression, but depression in life. I'm your host, uh, Dr. Larry Walthire, senior pastor of the Shallow Baptist Church here in York, Pennsylvania, and I'm talking to my good friend and brother, uh, Dr. Donnell Sanders, senior pastor of the Antioch Baptist Church, Fort White, Florida, and uh, we're coming to you tonight talking about the journey of overcoming depression. Uh, going back to Psalm uh, 23, Doc, in that first verse, uh, David talks about his dependence. But in that second verse, he talks about his deliverance. He, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And, Doc, that's the beauty, that sometimes God allows us to get into situations that he can lead us out of. And, yeah. and, and, and only he can lead us out of those situations so that only he can get the glory. Yes, exactly. And, and I'm, convinced, I'm convinced that sometimes God will allow us to get into trouble. He'll allow us to get in trouble. He won't get us in no trouble. He'll allow us to get in trouble so that we can depend on him for our deliverance. Wow. Wow. Doc, that's, that's, that's relevant. That's rich, Doc. And, and, and that's real. That, that, that's real, Doc. That, that's, that's real. That's real life. That's real talk. Because there are some things that I got into uh, that, that God didn't do, but he allowed it to happen. And in that experience, you, you're so right, Doc. Uh, I, I had to learn how to depend on him for me to get out exactly. the situation that I got myself into. Exactly. And, and if God had never allowed me to get into that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't depend on him like I do. You know, wow. um, you, know you, you look at, you know, and you look at, uh, look, look at America, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, you know, we, we allow, he allowed, you know, uh, President Trump to be in office and us to hear such such radical, you know, things that we haven't heard in a long time. And and, and now we now we want to vote now. We can't wait to vote, should I say. You know, because of what we've heard. You know, and that's the fact we get lackadaisical um when things are going pretty good and when we seem to get things our way and you know, and that's why we have to stay accustomed to staying before God to where he don't have to, you know, uh, whip us in order to get us into shape. Wow. Wow. Uh, as, we, as we're talking about Psalm 23, this is the focal point for the, for if you're out there and you're dealing with depression, whether you're a pastor, a pulpiteer, uh, a lay minister, a lay person, uh, depression uh, has no respect of a person. Don't matter what your position is, uh, don't matter who you are, what your pedigree is, uh, don't matter what type of car you drive, job you have, house you live in. Depression uh, can get behind any lock. It can go behind any door. It can go behind any window. No one of a, no one is exempt from the attack of depression. And as we look at Psalm 23, uh, verse 1, uh, we discover uh, David talks about his dependence. In verse 2, he talks about his deliverance. But in verse 3, he talks about his destiny. 
He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And so we see these three Ds before we get into the fourth verse, that through dependence and through deliverance, I am destined to get to my place of destiny. So, 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 so God has a way, Doc, of not allowing our defect, defects to interfere with our destiny. <laughs> yes. 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 That's, that's real. You know, because, you know, or, and, and we have to ensure that our defects don't get in the way of our destiny. Yes. You know, we have to put certain, certain tools or, or, or certain uh, uh, elements in our path to keep us from that. You know, and, and what, what I was saying is that, you know, we need fellowship with other people who, who can handle our business. You know, we need accountability partners. I think that's one of the things that's missing out of the lives of men in the church, men and women. I, I'll go as far as saying men and women, because you know, is is that people do not want to be held accountable by something exactly. that they, you know, it, uh, in this day and time. Yeah, in this day and time, we got this thing. I'm grown, and you know, and 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 this and that, you know. Some of the greatest people in society, as we look today, are in trouble because they, of, of all of the famous, all of the fame, all of the money that they've had, they did not have sense enough to pay somebody to hold them accountable. Wow. You know, uh, we got wow. men going to prison. We got great men going to prison, you know, for some senseless crime that if they would have had someone there to hold them accountable. And and that's just a matter of what do you want? Do you want to be held accountable? Do you realize that you need to be held accountable? You know, um, and when you realize these things, you realize your shortcomings, your defects, you know, your issues, you know, you you realize where you you need strength at. You need people in your life to help you in those areas. Like I have a problem with time management. You know, and and everyone who knows me really well know that I have a problem with time management. I'm doing a whole lot better. You know why? Because I have assigned people in my life to help me. Wow. You know. That's real talk, Doc. I have a secretary at the church. She knows that if she don't tell me certain things, then I'm not going to be there. You know, Doc, uh, we we have parallel parallel experiences. The same thing, um, and Doc, the, the the beauty of strength is knowing what your weaknesses are, and then putting exactly. people around you. you. You know, if you're going to be successful in life, uh, particularly in fighting depression, you got to know what yeah. your limitations are, and be secure enough to to surround yourself with people who who are stronger in areas where you're weak. That's right. And and hold you accountable. You you mentioned about uh accountability and awareness and as we prepare to uh to close this discussion, um I want you to talk about uh that, that, that fourth verse. Uh because when I look at that verse there are three things that I see David says and I think this is very pertinent to um to uh understanding and overcoming depression. He talks about personal awareness, he talks about protective affirmation. And he talks about provisional assurance. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
personal awareness. He was he was aware of where he was. Uh, I will yeah. fear no evil, for thou art with me. Protective affirmation. That even though he was in a dangerous place, he understood he had divine protection. And then finally, yeah. provisional assurance. Thy rod and thy staff. There it is. That's that's accountability. Rod and the staff. Yeah. We we need people in our lives that's gonna hold us accountable. Uh they comfort me. Uh Doc, can you can you just expound on that fourth that, that fourth verse uh a little bit in your own uh, uh in your own way, in your own experiences, uh, about uh God lead, God leading us, or rather rather uh, God taking us through the valley of the shadow of death, which is a, a metaphor for the journey through depression. Yeah. Now I think one of the greatest tragedies or, or greatest dangers is to be in the valleys of the shadow of death and not know it. Wow. And not be aware of it. Um uh to be in the midst of murders and you know, or or I, I put it like this here, to be in Vietnam with a water pistol. That that's dangerous. You know, and we need to have personal awareness. Of where are you? I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, of the shadow of death. You know, and so there's 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 an awareness that 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 I must have that I'm not I'm not I'm on I'm not on easy street right now. I'm not in a comfort zone right now. I am in a place where I really need to be aware and I need to be careful. Uh, uh, that, you know, every step that I take, I need to be careful. I need not to make no mistakes in this season of my life, you know. I need not to be careless because I'm in the the valley of the shadow of death. You know, I'm in danger. I'm in trouble. And then uh, uh, to understand that, you know, David follows up and says, uh, I will fear no evil, even though I'm in a dangerous place. I'm not going to fear no evil. Why? Not because I'm so strong, not because I'm so mighty, but because the Lord is with me. And then uh, 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 provisional assurance is understanding that, you know, what, what's going, what's really going to get me through this is that he is my rod and my staff. I'm going to have comfort in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death because the Lord is with me, and I know he is my rod and my staff. As as we were talking, you know, the Lord will assign people in your life to be your rod and your staff. You know, he'll assign, you know, uh, 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 people on your job, people in the church, people, he'll assign people in your family, people, you know, he will assign. If not, if he, if he don't assign nobody, he'll come himself. Yes, sir. Just like he did with three Hebrew boys in in the fiery furnace. He he didn't he didn't get them out. He got in there with them. So wow. Stand with personal awareness, protective affirmation, and and provisional assurance. You know, is that the Lord is with me, and that He's my rod and He's my staff. You know, and He's going to comfort me. I mean that's 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 just awesome. Wow, what a powerful insight, Doc. It's always a pleasure uh talking to you, my friend. Uh we got a couple more minutes. Um I wanna ask you, uh, as a pastor, do you think depression for a pastor is different 
than the type of depression that might be uh, in other professions? Uh, yes, I do. I do because you have one pastor that deals with many people and uh, very few professions have that, you know, have that issue where we we deal with so many people and and uh and we're under assignment for God. You know, and, and and so yes, I view it as being different. It's very different. Um and and if there's anyone that the enemy wants to attack is a pastor. Uh Jesus said, Smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, um, the 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 most um, targeted individual um, in the body of Christ is the one whom God has entrusted to be a watchman of souls. And I want to encourage you out there who might be dealing with depression, um, if you're in the body of Christ and you're dealing with this alone, you're not connected to a church, you're not connected to a body of believers – I would I would encourage you to connect with a kingdom congregation. You cannot fight depression uh, by yourself. Uh, everybody needs somebody to make it through. Uh, Doctor Doctor Sanders talked about accountability partners. You got to have people in your life that you can be real with, relevant with, and 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 vice versa. Um, and so we want to encourage you tonight uh, in this conversation to not journey through depression. Alone, you don't have to struggle alone. Um, as we come to a close with this discussion, I want to encourage you if you're interested in finding this book, uh, Suffering in Silence The Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression, which is the backdrop of this broadcast. Uh, you can go to our personal website, www.drltwm.org. www.drltwm. Dot org. That's Dr. Larry T. Walt, our ministries dot org, and go to the bookstore, and you can find the uh, hard copy as well as the PDF uh, download copy there. You can also go to Amazon. We're on Amazon. You can go to Amazon, also BarnesandNoble.com, and and find us there. Uh, go to the search menu on Amazon or or uh, um, um, Barnes and Noble. Type in "Suffering in Silence." Or type in my name, Dr. Larry Walthour, and the book will show up, and you can get it there. Also, you can go to our Facebook page, Dr. Larry Thomas Walthour Ministries, Dr. Larry T. Walthour Ministries, and go to the blue uh, donate button. It will take you to the bookstore on our website, and you can order it there. Uh, those who order through the website, uh, my personal website, if you order there, uh, you'll get a personalized uh, autographed copy uh, where we can send to you autographed personally by myself. If you go through the uh, other venues of Amazon and Barnes & Noble, they'll just send you the hard copy without any autograph. Uh, again, uh, we want to thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We hope that you've been blessed. Uh, we don't want to close out this particular conversation without prayer. Uh, the Bible says the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. And and Isaiah uh in his in his prophetic discourse says that God will keep us in perfect peace, shalom, whose mind is stayed on him. If you're in a dry place and you're fighting depression, uh your mind is under attack. You're not losing your mind, uh you're not going crazy. Your mind is under attack. 
and you have to have a sound mind uh, because the mind is the battleground uh, for the enemy. And so as we close out tonight, I'm going to ask my, my, uh, my friend and brother, Dr. Donnell Saunders, Saunders, to have the final word and to close us out with prayer. Amen. I have enjoyed myself with you, Dr. Walter. You are my friend and you're my brother, and I really appreciate you uh, attacking such a subject that is very much needed in the body of Christ, especially among leaders uh, in the kingdom of God. So thank you very much, Dr. Walthow, and I encourage your listeners or anyone to pick up the book uh, that is hearing our voice. At this time, I'll lead you in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we come before you at this hour with thanksgiving, honor, and praise. We thank you so much for your many blessings. We honor you, God, for this uh, pastor and this uh, station, God. And we're praying, Lord God, for this motivational gospel, inspirational station, Lord God, that is reaching the depths of the earth, God. And we're praying in the name of Jesus, your blessings, Lord God, upon those who are listening to our voices. We're praying, Lord, that your blessings would be upon them. We're praying that you enable us, Lord God, to see our weaknesses and to be able to reach out, Lord God, to others, Lord God, to help us and to listen to us. And we pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you help us to be aware of uh, of the valley of the shadow of death that we walk through, God, that and also to be aware that 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 your protective uh, power is with us because you said thou art with me through David. And we pray, God, that you continue, Lord God, to be our rod and our staff and to give us comfort. And, Lord, we love you. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, for pastors and leaders in the body of Christ. We pray, God, for lay leaders and all who are part of of the body of Christ, God. And we come against, Lord God, anything that's not like you, God, and we speak against the enemy and we denounce all of his power in the name of Jesus. And we plead the blood. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this airwave tonight, God, and we bless you and we honor you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. To our listening audience, you've been listening to Suffering in Silence, the journey to overcoming pulpit depression. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthire, speaking with my good friend and brother uh, down in Florida, the senior pastor of the Antioch Baptist Church, uh, Fort White. The one and only Reverend Donnell Sanders. Doc, thank you so much for joining us on tonight. Tell the good people of Antioch we said hello and congratulations on that upcoming uh, uh, celebration of your anniversary. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Be blessed, my friend. All right, man. <laughs>